Um, well, well, this is different, isn't it? And, um, and what a wonderful thing it is to be together this morning. I feel a lot closer to you, I think mainly because I am a lot closer to you. <laughs> and, um, and, and I got to tell you, last week I was, I was down in Florida, and I was actually watching the service on my phone as I was driving, so I was more listening to the service. I wasn't watching the service. Don't, don't be, you know, don't scold me. <laughs> but I was actually, I was listening along and and uh, glancing every once in a while and seeing the service. And, and I got to tell you, I miss being with you. Um, I love you. This is the best place Amen. that you could be today. Amen. Some of you are brave sitting in the front because you're close. <laughs> so Rick said, I'm a little afraid I'm in the splatter zone here. <laughs> but yeah, um, it is good to be with you this morning. We were down in Florida at a conference. And this conference was a bunch of Nazarene pastors, about 120 Nazarene pastors and some, some of the pastor's spouses, and it was just time to hear from different pastors and then spend time and, and kind of spend small group discussion. And sometimes when, when we go to these big conferences, like we come back with all these new ideas and things we want to implement and all of these big plans, and, and I got to tell you, I, I just came back on fire not to put a bunch of new things in place, but to be like Jesus and to build the kingdom. Oh, nothing more for us than to follow Jesus every day and to grow. And so, so we're a little uncomfortable. Are you uncomfortable today? Be honest. Are you a little bit uncomfortable? No, raise your hand if you're uncomfortable. And I'm, I'm uncomfortable, come on guys. Quit lying. I saw some of you standing behind the sections, because if I know one thing about church people, it's that we like to sit where we like to sit, and we like to do what we like to do, and I, I, it was, I was watching before, and there were people kind of group standing at the back, and I could see them looking, thinking like, what, where am I supposed to sit? What am I supposed to do here? <laughs> like, I sit over there facing this way, not, and so, so Maybe you guys are being honest and you're not uncomfortable and, and maybe we need to shake it up a little bit more. But, um, but, but if you are uncomfortable, I want you to know today that you are in the right place. Um, this, this series is all about surrender. And there is nothing about surrender that's comfortable. If we read God's word today, if you hear me speak today, and we come out of worship together today and you walk away and you're comfortable... You've missed it. And there, there's much bigger things than where we sit, and that's what we're going to be looking at today. Uh, you know, you've lost an hour of sleep last night. We changed your seats around. I, I hope you're feeling it a little bit. I am. Because I want you to be in a place where you're ready to surrender. So we're in our second week of Terms of Surrender, and, and here I am in the middle. We thought if you're not going to sit in the first few rows, if you're not going to come to me, then I'm going to come to you. And so here we are, nice and close, and, um, and, and we're talking about terms of surrender, and the idea here is that when two sides, you know, are in a battle or a war, when one side is ready to give up, they come to the middle and they discuss their terms of surrender. What does it look like for me to surrender 
to you. So this is all about coming to the center and saying, God, I want to surrender everything to you. So we're talking about our terms of surrender. Last week, Pastor Jay did an excellent job talking about surrendering our eyes, what we take in. And we are so blessed to have the leaders that we have here that it's so awesome to be able to be down in Florida and, and feel totally great about what's going on here and miss being here. And, and we're just, we're blessed with that. So Jay talked about surrendering our eyes. Today, we're going to talk about surrendering our plans. And how many of you have ever had to surrender some plans of yours? Okay, so I was in Florida, and just full disclosure, I'm not a beach guy, okay? Like, I, I, in fact, I'm not really that much of an outdoors guy. I like the air conditioning. I really do. It's nice in here. It feels good, doesn't it? And, and so I go with Megan. We go to Florida. Megan loves the beach, she loves going to the beach. And so Sunday, we, or we, we're talking about what our plan is. Monday morning, we get up and we drive from Orlando area over to Tampa, and we find a beach, and I actually laid on the beach for the first time. I don't, I don't know if I've done that in 10 years. I laid on the beach, and it was like 60 degrees, and it was it maybe 80, but it, was, it felt like 60. And I lay, you know what? I didn't want to go lay on the beach. I, I didn't want to go sit by the pool and read. On Sunday afternoon, that's what Megan wanted to do. I want to go sit by the pool and read. And I'm like, yeah, this is, it's really nice in here. Sometimes we've got to surrender our plans. And sometimes we need to give up what we want to do to really live. And, and I got to tell you, laying on the beach wasn't the greatest thing that I did on that trip. Um, going and sitting by the pool wasn't, I didn't last that long at the pool, just to be honest. It wasn't, it didn't work for me. But those weren't the greatest part of my trip. But you know what was awesome? Was spending time with my wife and surrendering my plans and what I wanted to do, open myself up to really live. And so that's what we're talking about today is surrendering our plans. And we're going to look at a teaching, a couple um, encounters that Jesus has where Jesus really gives us some uncomfortable truth. Like I said, if, if you read this scripture and you walk away and you don't feel a little uncomfortable, you haven't really understood what Jesus is saying. So we're going to pick it up in Luke chapter 9, verse 57. It says this, As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Jesus said to another man, follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one, who puts the hand, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Those are pretty tough things that Jesus says there, right? These three encounters, these people are wanting to follow Jesus. The first guy says, I'll go wherever you go. He's 
pledging his faithfulness. Jesus says to the second guy, follow me. And he says, okay, sure, but let me go bury my father. He says, follow me to the third. The third guy says, I will follow you, but, but let me go say goodbye to my family. These aren't tough requests. These aren't, this isn't, I want to go be super selfish. These people are saying, I want to follow you, Lord. And Jesus' responses are, are pretty uncomfortable. But see, here's the thing. We talked about this on Ash Wednesday. Earlier, in the, in the part right before this section, we see in Luke chapter 9 that it says Jesus turned his sights to Jerusalem. Jesus resolutely turned his sights to Jerusalem. So Jesus has been going about his ministry. He's been healing people. He's been doing awesome things. But there's this moment right before these encounters where it says Jesus resolutely turned his sights toward Jerusalem. That's not talking about a vacation. That's not talking about a nice trip. You know what that means? Jesus knew what was coming in Jerusalem. The cross is way back there, so I'm going to point back there a lot. Jesus knew what was in Jerusalem. And he had turned his sights from just everyday ministry to Jerusalem, to the cross. He knew where he was headed. He knew what awaited him in Jerusalem, and it was a cross. It wasn't comfort. It wasn't his plans. It wasn't... It was the cross. And so, so then we see these encounters, and I don't, think it's, I don't think this is a coincidence that we follow that intentional turning to the cross with these three encounters. So the first encounter... As they're walking along the road, the man says, I'll go wherever you go, Jesus. And Jesus says, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. That's a weird thing for Jesus to say, right? I mean, you come to Jesus and you say, I'll do whatever you want. I'll go wherever you want to go. And Jesus says, come on now. Do you really know what you're saying? I mean, this man really didn't know what he was saying. I think this man got caught up in the miracles and all of the great things that were happening, and he was thinking, hey, I want to go be a part of this great thing that's happening. I want to follow this great leader. And he says, I'll go wherever you go, but, but Jesus senses that this man doesn't get it, and basically what Jesus is saying is, you don't understand. I'm going to a cross. Following me isn't going to be glamorous. Following me isn't going to be fun. I don't even have a place to lay my head. That's what you're signing up for. I'm convinced that a lot of times in my own life, I'm not seeing things right. I'm convinced that we as followers of Christ, especially in today's age, in this country, I'm convinced that sometimes we don't understand. When we say, I'll give everything to you, God, I'll follow you everywhere, I'm not sure we fully get what that means. Jesus says, you're not signing up for a country club. You're not signing up just to join the best team. You're not signing up for comfort, for, for great... You're signing up to go to the cross. Man, that's, that's difficult. I think sometimes as followers of Christ that, that we think, okay, I'm going to surrender my plans to Jesus. So what that means is I'm going to surrender my Sunday morning plans. I'm going to wake up a little earlier on Sunday than I want to. 
Maybe I'm going to surrender my Wednesday nights and I'm going to come on Wednesday night and get involved in a Bible study. Maybe I'm going to change the friends I'm hanging out with. Maybe I'll change my behavior and, and do what this says instead. And I think sometimes we're thinking of plans and way too small of an understanding. And what Jesus says is, you don't understand, I'm headed to a cross, and if you want to follow me wherever I go, guess where you're headed? A cross. That's tough. Following Jesus takes sacrifice, but not just sacrificing a few hours of sleep or sacrificing some people that you hang out with, or not sacrificing people you hang out with in a bad way, like I'm going to sacrifice them, like put them on the altar, boom, but sacrificing who you hang out with. There's no easy way to say that. It's not just changing your behavior a little bit. Jesus says, if you want to follow me, that's where I'm going. Total sacrifice. I think a lot of churches these days like to preach the prosperity gospel. And I'm not just talking about the big people that we think of. I'm saying there are churches all over the place. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be judgmental. But there are churches all over the place that preach a lot about how you can better yourself. And how Jesus is going to make your life better. But they fail to preach that in order to follow Jesus... You're headed to a cross. We miss it. Have we forgotten that the cross is not just a decoration, but it's a symbol of what our life is supposed to be like? Sometimes we look at it and we think, oh, that cross, it's so great because that's how Jesus won my freedom. And I think Jesus is saying here, no, that cross is where you will follow me. If we want to follow Jesus... We have to be willing to go to a cross. We have to give everything. In verse 23, it says, Jesus says, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. If we want to follow Jesus... It means that the cross is not an ornament in our church that we look at and get warm fuzzies. It means that the cross is a statement of, it's a way of life. It's where we are going to follow Jesus to. So this means total surrender, the second encounter. Well, before I get to that, something else jumps out to me about this first one. Jesus says, the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. I want to stop and I want us to really understand what's happening here. Do you think that this means that Jesus could not have a home? Do you think this means that Jesus' family wouldn't take him in and he couldn't have a home there? Or that Jesus couldn't work and establish a home? I mean, this guy says, I'll follow you wherever you go. I'm pretty sure this guy would let Jesus live with him. And Jesus says, I don't even have a place to lay my head. You know what Jesus is saying here? Jesus isn't just saying, I, I don't have the opportunity Jesus isn't saying, I'm not blessed with a place to lay my head. What Jesus is saying is, I choose to give that up to go to a cross for you, for my Father's plan. 
And so, so this is important because this leads us to our second encounter. He says to another man, follow me. But the man replies, Lord, first let me go bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go proclaim the kingdom of God. See, see, this time Jesus is the one asking. The last time this guy comes up and pledges his faith, this time Jesus says to someone, follow me. And the guy says, okay, but I got something to do. There's a little thing we talk about in leadership culture that sometimes the urgent things are not the most important things. Sometimes we do the little things that we sense are urgent over the big things that are most important. And what Jesus is saying here, what Jesus is showing this man is that the urgent for that man is not the most important. What needs to be urgent to him is following Jesus. And this is tough. Because the man says, let me go bury my father. Now there are some people that would say, that, that believe that this man is not, the father hasn't died yet and this man is going to go take care of his father until he dies. So this is more of a long-term commitment. There are other people who believe that this man's father has died and he just wants to go be at the funeral. Either way, the message from Jesus is tough and it's the same. It's when I call you to follow me, it's not, okay, but I've got something more important to do first. It's follow me. When we say we're going to give everything to Jesus, it's not, I'm going to give everything to Jesus, but first, let me take care of the things I need to take care of. Listen, I, I don't know where you're at today, but there is real urgency in following Jesus. There is nothing more important in your life including family, and including work, including all of it. There is nothing more important than following Jesus. And so he says, let the dead bury their own dead. I don't think Jesus is saying that you shouldn't care about your family, or you shouldn't attend funerals, or you shouldn't do it. I think what Jesus is saying here is the first and most urgent thing you need to do is follow Jesus. That's where you find your urgency. Nothing takes precedence over Jesus, not family, not tradition. When Jesus says, follow me, you follow. Once again, there's a, there's a second thing here that I think we have to talk about. If we're going to follow Jesus to the cross, there's a second thing, and it goes back to that second thing in that first point, and that's this. Jesus says, let the dead bury their own dead, but then listen to what he says next. You... Go proclaim the kingdom of God. What the man was concerned about is, let me take care of the urgent in my life. Let me take care of my family and let me take care of this burial. And Jesus says, no, what's urgent is you go work for the kingdom. I'm convinced. It's not just me that's convinced. I was at a conference this week and, and one of the people in my small group, one of the, he was actually a DS he asked the group, he said, why is it that so many people in our churches claim to be fully surrendered to Jesus, but have no urgency to share their faith with others? If that's not convicting to you, I don't know what should be. I mean, 
Why is it that we can claim to be fully surrendered to Jesus, but not care enough about the people around us to go share our faith? If we're going to be fully surrendered to Jesus, if we're going to be about Jesus, what Jesus is about, our whole life should be urgent to share the gospel. There's no way around this. And, And I'm not trying to hurt people today, but listen, there are There are people all around us that don't have the hope and the faith in Christ. And if we really believe that Jesus is who he says he is, and if we're really willing to follow him to a cross, then guess what? We should be putting the most urgent thing first, and that's sharing Jesus with everyone we can. Over half of our community is unsaved. Over half of our community chooses not to attend church, not to have an active, living faith in God. And, And there's churches on every corner. There's big churches all around us. And over half our community is not following Jesus. And I'm afraid we're comfortable. And we're fully surrendered. And behavior, maybe, when it's comfortable... Jesus says, put me first. And when you put me first, your job is to go proclaim the kingdom. In the next chapter, Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Man, I'm looking around at some really good people. Seriously, when I look around, I see you. I'm trying to preach, but I'm seeing you. And I love you guys and you're good people. The harvest is plentiful. We serve a God that's powerful, that wants to reach people. Jesus gave everything so that we could have life. And if we're going to be fully surrendered, guess what? We need to give everything for the kingdom, to proclaim the kingdom of God. So so it's not about maintenance. This isn't about, oh, let me take care of the, the things that I need to take care of. It's about mission. When you're fully surrendered to Jesus, you're fully surrendered to God's plan, God's mission of redeeming the world. I just want to stop for a second. Is that you? Too often that's me. I'm living in a place of comfort. It's comfortable to come in and sit in the same spot every week. It's comfortable to go to the same places. But am I really all about what Jesus is about? Am I willing to follow Jesus to a cross? Not just so that I can have a better life, but so that we can build the kingdom together? Am I willing to share my faith with the people that I come in contact with every day? Am I willing to sacrifice for others? I'm convicted. The third encounter in verse 61 says, Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Once again, Jesus gives a pretty harsh reply. No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Oh, man. Talk about conviction. This this guy just wants to go say bye to his family. He says, sure, I'll follow you, but just just let me go say goodbye to my family. And Jesus says, no. 
If you claim to follow me and you look back, you're not fit for service in the kingdom. Uh, this, is, this is difficult. This guy is willing to follow. He's not asking a lot. He's just asking to say goodbye to his family. And once again, I don't think Jesus has a problem with our families. I don't think Jesus wants us to hate our families. I don't think Jesus wants us to turn on people and, and not be loving. And I don't think Jesus wants to, us to skirt all of our responsibilities. But what I think Jesus is doing here is I think he knows that for this man, family is a big deal. He says, I'll follow you, but let me take care of my business. Let me take care of my plans. Let me say goodbye to these people that I love. And I think Jesus knows that, that this man, his commitment level is not fully surrendered to a cross. It's not a cross-level commitment, but it's the same as these other two. I'll follow you if it works. The third thing, there is no partial commitment to Jesus. Our hearts cannot be divided. That doesn't mean we can't love our family. That doesn't mean we, we can't take care of each other. You know what it means? It means the first and for, the biggest thing in our life needs to be loving Jesus and surrendering ourselves to his plans. See, I don't think the family is the problem here. You know what I think the problem is here? three-letter word, but. I will follow you, but. I will follow you, Lord, but. Can I hold on to this little thing? I'll follow you, Lord, but. First, let me do this. I will follow you, Lord, but. I think that's the problem. I don't think the family's the problem. I think the problem is... I'm going to get Joe to say this. The but. <laughs> Sorry. I think that three-letter word, I will follow you, but, is what Jesus is addressing here. That's not going to work for us. Because I will follow you, but, is not cross-level commitment. It's halfway committed so Jesus says, if you want to follow me, it's not my plan and your plan. It's my plan. It's fully surrendered. It's fully given yourself to me. There is no but in there. It's I will follow you all the way to the cross. And so, so I was thinking about this this week. We were down in Florida. The weather was pretty nice. It's been a winter here. It hasn't been a terrible winter, but it's still cold. We're down in Florida and and we're driving along, and, and, and don't read anything into this, but I, I was talking to Megan, and I said, would you want to live here one day? Like, is this somewhere you'd want to live? You know, I mean, this is a pretty great place, right? Maybe if we live in this city by the beach, maybe, wouldn't it be nice to live here someday? Not, not now, that's not what I'm thinking about, but wouldn't it be great? And we, I start thinking about my plans, wouldn't it be great if, if our kids did this? I, I started thinking about my plans. Don't we want our kids to be this? Lord, I want to follow you, but I got some plans. Listen, today the message is simple from Jesus. Surrender your plans for the ultimate plan. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. 
that's tough today. I mean, seriously, if you're feeling comfortable right now, I don't, I don't think you're really engaging in what Jesus is saying. Jesus says it's not just warm fuzzies. It's not just comfort. If you're willing to follow me, that's what the commitment level is. You give everything. And this seems like a, a downer, but here's the cool thing in all this. It says before this that Jesus turned his sights to Jerusalem. Jesus knew, I told you this earlier, Jesus knew what was in Jerusalem. It was a cross. Jesus knew where he was going. It was to die. And when Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me, he's calling us to die to ourselves. But here's the cool part of this. Jesus knows what else is going to happen. And that's that the cross is not the end. There's resurrection, and there's life. And I'm telling you today, Jesus' words are challenging, and they're hard. And if we're going to follow Jesus, if we're going to surrender, this is going to be tough. It's going to be painful. It's going to mean a cross. And Jesus isn't a hateful person. He doesn't want us to hurt. You know what Jesus wants for us? To have life to the fullest. To live in the power of resurrection. Listen, if you're a halfway Christian today, then Easter Sunday won't mean as much to you. If you're following Jesus, but, then resurrection doesn't mean that much to you. But if you're fully surrendered, that you're willing to go to the cross, if you're willing to give up everything, if you're willing to give up all your plans for God's ultimate plan, you take up your cross Man, if you're willing to die with Jesus, then you're going to live with Christ. What a wonderful thing today. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what your commitment level is. I know there's a lot of you in here that are cross-level committed. I also know there's a lot of us in here that are comfort Christians. Let's call it what it is. I think there's a lot of us in here that have failed to make God's agenda our first agenda and only agenda. And so today I, I want to ask you to respond to this. And this is, this is a big thing. This isn't that first guy, oh, I'll follow you wherever. It's going to be great. I'll do whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about laying down everything that you have. For Jesus, not halfway, not just a little bit, but to be, respond by fully surrendering yourself. As we finish the service, we've got several songs. We're going to take some time and respond. Dale talked about at the beginning that we have these response stations. And listen, the, don't miss the opportunity to give yourself wholly to God today. If you're one of those people that would say, I'm a comfort Christian or I'm a halfway Christian, today there is no halfway Christian. There is no comfort Christian. It's all or nothing. It's the cross or nothing. So I want to call you to respond. If you're one of those people that maybe like that second guy has other things that are more important than God's business, I want to call you to respond, to give yourself wholly to Jesus. If we do that, oh my word, we're going to live in a way that we've never lived before.
If we will offer ourselves, if we'll lay ourselves down and fully give ourselves up on the cross, we're going to experience life to the fullest. So I want you to respond. Maybe that's taking communion. Maybe that's kneeling at the cross. Maybe that's praying at your seat. I don't know what it looks like for you, but I want you to respond. And I don't want you to walk out of here feeling comfortable. I want you to walk out of here resolutely focused on the cross. Father, love you today. I thank you for these wonderful friends. I thank you for the opportunity to be together. Forgive me, Lord, for when, when I'm focused on myself. Forgive me, Lord, for when I have all my plans and they get in the way of your plan. I want nothing other than to be fully surrendered to you today, Lord. So I pray that for each and every one of us. Lord, we lay ourselves down at your feet. We do want to follow you, not just in the good, but to the cross. So Father, we respond to you now. We give ourselves to you now. In Jesus' name, amen.